Hello, everyone. I am Brennan Sahajan, and I attend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met. And I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. My guest today is a former Manitou Tap House employee for many years and a very close friend of mine, officiated my wedding, and now works in the cath lab at Sacred Heart Medical Center as a cardiovascular tech. Also, we had some audio interference in a section of the recording that gave an interesting effect when his furnace turned on. You'll hear it. Um, It's actually kind of cool. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Derek Roybal. And we are recording. Welcome to the Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) We, (laughs) yeah. Derek Roybal in his natural state. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? Um, And first off, I want to say thank you for your time because I know that your time is important. And I appreciate you being willing to do this for me. Thanks, Brennan. Uh, My time can be better expended on anything else but other than hanging out with you. Stop it. Okay. Um, For real... Well, for, for real, we haven't even gone over the questions yet, and we're already recording. You can't fuck me up, man. I'm going to be kind of pissed off. <clears throat> I, so this podcast is philosophically deep. Okay. Um, so the first question, which is a two-parter, um, who are you, and what led you to be this person? Uh, and I'm not obviously we know you're Derek Roybal oh that's a, yeah I yeah. got a license what is, who are you inside your head the voice that tells you what to do in the morning who's my voice huh? that's actually I like that question because you cracked crane even going the cerebellum like what's the voice in the head scientifically I'm not talking about the voice in the head let me finish this point though listen because you are who you are and the voice in your head is who you are they have yet to find a there's fit- no scientific Reason that we have a mind. Conscious. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So was I'm not. I don't. I'm not talking about specifically consciousness. I'm just. But who do you believe that you are? Um, I have yet to find out, man. I've, I'm living on my way through this whole thing for a long time, and like. Uh, but you've been alive for thirty nine mm-hmm. nine years, and you don't believe. That I have a general compass, and I don't believe that. Uh, um, hurt and pain is okay or violence is okay or anything like that I believe that like uh, finding the beauty in everything is what's been my compass so even in the like hurt and violence there's beauty in that so kind of where I've been just walking my way towards here I stumble through bump into trees see what my vision is at the end you know I mean and it's right now like What's beautiful in the world? Like, especially working in the medical field, you see these people, they're so scared, and you get to help them, and you get to help their families, and then, you know, find out what's going on with them, or like, you know, improve the quality of life. And they're, it's so the exact opposite when they're coming in because they're scared and they're nervous, and like any, any episode of that. But the exact opposite on the other end is like, you know, they're gonna hang out with their family for 10 or 15 more years. Wow. Um, Sorry. Do you th- and so no that like um, <clears throat> what led you to this point? I think so. Do you think now that you're are 
in the medical field in your career occupation do you think that that is really driving who you are becoming now yeah do you think that that's more um you kind of feel like that you were flailing before yeah and now you have come into something that is giving you meaning is that it's, it's funny that you say that too because other people describe it like i was flailing before you get this energy and you want to get it out and you want to fucking do something and for me for some reason i'm always interested in like the human body and like the mechanics of a flesh bag walking down the street you know on this planet that's moving 600,000 miles per hour through the universe with no direction other than towards like circling to a black hole but that's what our body is doing and like how did it do so well the for the human body to exist like 10 million processes have to happen in the exact same sequence uh, yeah, I got off track there. Um, I just wanted to help people. I like helping people. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Well, you didn't really get off track. That you, you were just expounding upon what is giving you um, motivation. Which actually is another question down my line, but it's a little further. And what I think is really cool about you... I have found out that you have become distinctly different since you have been doing this because I hung out with you before you were anywhere near yeah. what you're doing now and and the things that you talked about then although similar were just like didn't have meaning you were just interested in it and now it seems like that you have you have found meaning in a lot more stuff because you're actually looking at it like a scientific way. Um, Which I find interesting. And, but I still think that, uh, I still think there's more to the answer to that first question than the, you are giving us. Because right, you don't just believe that, uh, I mean, who are you, though? Like, when you say... If you just want to describe yourself to someone, are you going to tell them about your occupation, or what are you going to tell them? Oh, so that's like three <clears throat> questions right there, my well, friend. Yeah. Okay, so who am I? So, you know, I, I, I'm going to go back to my previous answer. Like, I don't know. I'm constantly trying to figure it out. And, but I know who, what my tendencies are, so I know what I've done. Like, it take 39 years of the past. Well... Let's say 30, because when do you really become, like, conscious as a person? Nine, ten years old? You know, six, seven years old? Something like that, where you, like, you just can choose to make... I don't know. I don't, I'm not ready to go down that tangent right now. <laughs> so let's say 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was one person for a long time. I'm, I don't know. Is, is it your tendencies? I don't, I don't know yet. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'll know. So the also, well, that makes me think about... Um, do you think that this answer is an evolving answer oh absolutely okay I think you'd ask this answer to one person every year yeah, they would read. what if you asked your kids this every year oh that's a great idea for actually. 10 years and make what it a, a project make it like a 10 minute and you ask the same questions you write the five questions and ask them and, and you make it a 10 minute recording and then you put it together that's a very great idea dude that'd be fucking awesome man <laughs> Your kids are cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, 
But really, keep going with the answer to this question. What led you to be the person that you are? Everything I've ever done has led me to this moment right now. I think about that a lot. And it's funny because I don't think a lot of people think about that a lot. But like, we're like the head of the storm. I think that, uh, yeah. I think it's a very important thing to think about a lot that people don't. I, I, I do actually think about that often. Um, but you're a teacher. Yeah, I am a teacher. You teach like what's the average age you kid, you teach kids? Um, sixteen. Sixteen. Holy cow! That must be a fist fight, or no, it's not. I'm not a fist the, fight or a hug. No, it's a. Um. It, it's a shaping sharpening shaping thing in, in my life it's does that fulfill you like do you feel do you like why are you a teacher uh, because I'm compassionate yeah and I think that education is the most important thing for any generation to survive and not destroy the, the foundation right yeah and sadly education is getting thrown to the wayside um that's really like the really why I want to be a teacher is because I think that making a a change in the shapers of our future is more important than any other thing. Yeah. It's more important than making tons of money in corporations or whatever. Yeah. But, um, it's like skip a step and think about it. Right. hundred percent. And, and the reason that I like PE is because I think the physical aspect of, actually living in this bag of flesh as you called it yeah it is actually living in this is a very important thing the physical aspect has to be there so you though brennan is it recording is my mic picking up yeah it is all right it is it is i I know when i start talking though it's real low i'm gonna turn mine up but you though man you did that thai boxing shit i mean that is like in, so let me explain my expression of you and my brain to me about who you are. Is like I'm like he did like ten thousand. Why are you twisting the question back on to me? It's a podcast. Yeah, huh? this is this is supposed. You're to asking be about, about you. me. Okay. I was like he did ten thousand sit ups, a hundred thousand pull ups. You know, because <laughs> you were like a Thai boxer back in Thailand, mm-hmm. and that is we went to a Thai fight, and it was always it was like ten year olds. 15-year-olds, 20-year-olds, chicks, and champions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. and somebody broke their fuck. We got somebody bust their leg. And it was nuts. It was fucking one of the best times. Yeah, it was hard. Huh? It was hard to do. It was, uh, it was, oh, yeah. it was difficult and really time-consuming. But I was, a comp- I was a completely different person than, that, than it, I am now. It doesn't make you a fighter <clears throat> or whatever. All I, I, and I don't judge your character by that, but like I'm just saying... That is a fucking intense experience, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was. I mean, you could have done whatever you want all over here, but I still fucking love you, you know. But uh, Jesus, karate kicking people all day. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> Chuck that's, Norris died yesterday. He, he got better. He's okay now. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your next question? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that that went on to the. Here's the next question, dude. Dad is free. Yeah. What is worth dying for? And does any cause hold weight anymore to you? 
That's two huge questions. What's mm-hmm. worth dying for? Uh, I would say I think what's worth dying for is others. You know, like... Well, in different points of life, I would say what's worth dying for is different because if you die for the wrong... If you choose to die for the wrong reason, what's the point of that sacrifice? Well, that's the point of the second part of that question. Is there a cause that really holds any weight anymore? Like what? what I think it's worth dying for. If I it think really is something absolutely worth yes. dying for. Every cause is worth dying for. If you really choose it, but like, who's the person that's going to die for a cause because they so hard, wholeheartedly believe in it? You have to be able to ask them because they died for the cause, right? This question is also different for you than other people that I've talked to because you don't have children. And almost every other person that has a child, that's, that is one of the things that they will always say. Their child? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would do anything for my child, which is a really... Would you do anything for your child? Of course. But it's such a weird thing to think about, yeah. especially from a person who never wanted to have kids in the first place. You never wanted kids in the first place? Mm-mm. Never. Really? Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a weird thing for me to think about because... On some levels of me, I still don't want kids. I think that our world is overpopulated and we don't need to bring people into this mess. Okay. However, on the flip side, at the same time, it's like I literally would die for my three children. For anything. Brendan, I think you would die for your friends. I think you would die for people. You probably would. are an honorable man. Well, thank you. In my eyes... Stop turning these on me. This is not supposed to be about me. You need. To, this really? is about you, Derek. I just wanted to say that is the it's question part of me, because man. you don't have children. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, and it's funny is everybody tells me, you know, I'll leave forty next year. Everybody's like, once you meet the right woman, once you meet the right woman, once you meet the right woman. I'm like, ah, man, you know, maybe I may have met one or two women in my life that I would like to have children with. But at this point in the game, I'll be forty in July. That doesn't mean anything. It means a lot to me because it's like, do I want to spend my 40s to my 60s? Yes, you, know, you do. Don't you? Is that, that what you're saying here? Is that you have always wanted children? No, I'm not. I never oh. wanted children. Oh, so you're in the same boat as me. I thought you were trying to... Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. Oh, we wine. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, no, uh, and it's hard to you know, hard to go through life like that. So I'm like, my fuck, Darren, my brother, mm-hmm. is one of the finest men I've ever met. You've met him. Yeah, he is one of the finest men you can meet on the planet, and I love him for it. And he has children, and he has two kids from two different moms, and they're like ten years apart. No, uh, nine and four. So. And he has an interesting situation because he is the one with primary custody for the kids, right? Well, no. I don't know about that, but what I know (laughs) is that, like, Darren has been such an adult human gentleman that he has maintained positive relationships with the mothers of both of these children and their family. Isn't the oldest child not really his? He was just with her for the whole time and... No, that's... Trinity's his. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He has been able to be an adult human person and maintain relationships so that, you know, 
the child, the children can be passed seamlessly. If it's like a bigger family, like Ashley came over during the Seahawks game yesterday and sat down for like an hour and we all just kind of bullshitted, hmm. you know, and it was, it was impressive. And so, okay. So that my point being was, is like, yeah, Darren's super cool. What yeah. Was the last question. Uh, you, you're, I think that you were going to talk about him having kids since you don't want to have kids, but he does have kids. Yeah. Isn't that what you were leading into? I think so. No, it wasn't. I never wanted to have kids. Yeah, you don't want to have kids, but you appreciate that your brother does have yeah. kids, and he's still an upright man, and you appreciate him as a person, right? Yeah. And he has kids. Thank you. Yeah, I thought you nailed it. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love you, Brennan. And we're obviously like, hang it. Going to send it. Um, okay. So, so, do you actually have like a specific cause that you think is worth dying for? Um, shit, that's a tough one, man. Because, uh, Nobody's gonna have an honest answer to that because until you see somebody like sacrifice. point a gun at somebody and be like, "Oh no, not the kids!" You fucking don't know if you're gonna jump in. Yeah, that's true. You don't know if you're gonna. You want to? Yeah, you feel have, good. And there's different kinds of personalities that will say different levels of, "Oh yes, I will," and they're like, "Oh they yeah." Really even, Train to the point. I'm ready for this. I will do it, but you don't know until it actually happens. So like, thanks, Delta Kappa <laughs> Phi. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're ready for it. God, that, I'm sorry about that one. That was pretty fucking angry. So the thing was, is like, what I've come to learn about myself that's been the most profound in the last three years was when I did CPR on a woman whose heart was stopped and I brought her back to life. Whoa. And. But, I mean, it's your job. It's my job. <laughs> it kind of takes away from the, the profoundness of it, but. I still... Do you think that you would react differently if it was out in the public? Or would you snap into the mode that you know what you're supposed to do at your job? Depends. As shitty as it sounds. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not shitty. That's real. We'll edit that out. All right. <laughs> but uh, these people are here in the hospital. Damn. But yeah. But like mouth to mouth is different. I'll do CPR, but mouth to mouth... I don't want to do mouth to mouth on somebody... That I don't know because, and, and I've come to learn is they like have those little things you put over them now. Well, yeah, but like you know, pull one out of your pocket, douche. I know, but it would be cool if I did have one. But here, here's the real situation though. I was, I mean, like I was driving down the street, coming up to my house, and I saw two people standing outside of a car that was packed full of shit. It looked like they were living in it. Um, iPhoning videos of a gal crawling through a. through a, like, dry mud puddle. I didn't know whether she was on drugs, on methamphetamines, or anything, or those people knew her, and it was a situation, and the first thing they say when you go into any type of situation, CPR, is protect yourself, assess the situation, because if you can't do it, what's the point of doing it? So you, that's how you go into it. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was tough. You had kind of, drive along I hope those other people would have been humanitarian enough to help them but I doubt they were it's a rough neighborhood around here wow um I don't actually 
know how we got to that from what's worth dying for. Um, so so then, so you're going to run over there and help that girl, and, and you'd love to. You'd go look, help her out, or whoever it was, mm-hmm. and then, but they like, they like freaked out on meth, and they stab you, and you die. Yeah, that's so you weird. Know? Or they bite you, and you get an infection, like dying of sepsis or some well, bullshit. Maybe not even, not even in like the mud puddle situation. It was even, a dry mud puddle. Well, yeah, well, okay, but I'm saying in your occupation, too. People come into the hospital and are in there in this form, you know, uh, and, you and, know, they, may, and they may I'd stab say. you and attack you. That's more the emergency room, not the cath lab. Oh. We can talk about that, though. How about this? Why I wasn't, I'm not, a, I'm not a nurse, but I'm an RCIS because nurses have the toughest job. ER nurses. They don't know who's coming through the door. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. They get a call. Those those people down there are keeping it tight for the rest of humanity. <clears throat> and uh, it takes a couple levels to get to the cath lab. But uh, I, I love those nurses. What's your next question? The next question is, where does your inspiration come from? Ooh. Why do you keep going on? Why do you do what you do and feel like it's the thing to do? Where's What's my inspiration? Why do I keep going on? And why do I think I need to keep doing what I do? Well, the actual question is, what is your inspiration? Where does your I would inspiration say my inspiration is a desire for self-worth. Hmm. Yeah. Enough. I think that that's like a. I, I think that's what everybody feels. Is that how you feel? I don't know. Isn't that really what people are trying to do all the time? Be worthy of themselves. Yeah. Have some kind of self worth. Have have someone think of them as something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, this it, entire planet is full of people that all just want to would if they could love each other. You know. Well, I don't know. Yes, you freaking do. I don't. You do, bro. There's some people that have a different. They're not communicating properly. Yeah, maybe. That's a nurture versus nature argument. Well, you could do that too, but I think everybody just like, what if all languages got. Like John Lennon. Imagine there's no people or language. You know, what if you just walked around? What if you walked through a forest and you ran to somebody else and you had. You couldn't talk to him. How are you going to communicate? Yeah. All right, I see what you... <laughs> that has nothing to do with where your inspiration comes from. I'm oh. Self... You were saying... Talking about having self-worth. Yeah. My inspiration comes from my parents. Like, I want my mom and dad to be proud of me. My dad's an incredible airbrush artist. He's painted some of the most beautiful shit in the world hmm. my mom's like a, like a curator of antiques and she just can spot details so gorgeously so growing up the whole time it was always like 1960s or 70s like Christmas decorations or Halloween decorations so and they were the old true stuff hmm. right like they were built to last that's why they're around you know and she's really good at that um, so yeah those two people help me 
The next question is, and it's a heavy one. Uh, do you feel in control of your life? Parally. 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 Like, parally kind of halfway. Um, do you? Uh, you got to swing my way, too, I think man. the problem is that I want to try to control everything so much, and I try to take control of You didn't answer the question. I don't even know what your question was. My question... Do you feel in control of your life? Yes, I feel in control of my you life. You do. And that is the problem. Because I, don't, I, I feel like that, um, that something, something bigger than me ha- has ultimate control. I love that answer. <clears throat> and, That's a beautiful answer. Well, thanks. But... So it's your question. That took me a long Do time I to actually control say my those. life. No, I absolutely not control my Parally. life. Parally, you said parally or parally bar- like like a oh I get it. Parry, 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 thrust, thrust kind of thing. I get it. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I've able to clamp down on moments of focus that have able to project me to the future that I've desired, and where I'm at now, I think is I have that imposter syndrome. I'm like, I can't believe they're letting me do this. You know, don't you think that everybody feels that way sometimes? It's like I just read how it. is it possible that I got into this situation? Yeah, can not can people not see? Do you ever feel that way? Like when you're running like thirty all, kids around all the time? Yeah. No, I don't. Think, I think that's that's what humans. Do you think. get joy out of it though? Like you're like you fucking waving a flag and they're running in spirals or something. <laughs> repeat. I yeah, I, I understand that. It was, <laughs> was interesting that that was the thing you thought of about that's what I would a do PE teacher. If I was a PE teacher. <laughs> I like it. Um, yes, I do find joy in it. It's interesting, but I don't like. I don't sit back and say, "Ah, I made this situation happen." <laughs> no, I don't think that. It's just. But I'm you like, did though. Not really. Well, whatever. No, I'm the I'm the administrator, maybe. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you like it? Huh? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I asked your wife for two hours. We're like we're in forty five minutes in. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um. Well, the second the second part of that we question... We were at least 45 minutes in. It could be like an hour and a half yeah, or two. we're definitely so. at least 45 minutes in. Okay, All the right. second part is what um, holds you down. What holds me down? Yes. Oh, man. I don't know. What holds you down? I think it's common with everybody. It's personal... I don't want perception. you to... I don't want you to implicate yourself by saying anything. No, it's but just is there like a specific thing because you were talking about your self worth, and um, you know striving for that that motivates you, um, and uh, but is there some is there something that seems to be always in the way that is holding you down from doing what you want to do? Like, do you feel like here's me? I don't. Well, my perception, what my perception of you is, and I don't want it to be offensive, is that you strive or like have this yearning for a relationship so strongly that it holds you back, and that's what I I think is is something that affects you so much. And I don't know, is that even true? I really have to be in a relationship, but it doesn't 
it's like 50% of my attention. It's not a hundred percent like you'd think it. Hmm. I think that perception me is a little bit off. Um, but I know I just, just going on a couple dates the last few months in the last three years has been like a new, so no, not that. Hmm. <coughs> but, uh, this whole thing is like, I'm, I'm sitting in my house and like my, new stupid couch with a new fireplace and my stupid white rug and all this stuff. I was like trying to... stupid. It's awesome. It looks really good. like feather a nest for a bird, right? But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. So it's a whole new experience right now. All right. That'll work. What's the next question, Derek? I don't know, man. You're right. no, but you keep, you keep turning it back on me. Oh, because, man, no, I love you, man. Yeah. I like to talk to you, too. This one's good. This one's pretty fun. And this one also is uh, implicating, so don't say anything that's going to get you fired. All right. um, I love your questions of implication. Yeah. Thank you. What have you done that is truly wrong? <laughs> or can something be truly wrong? Commit to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, and you don't have to cut. say something that's illegal. What is this but wrong? Like, what do I feel do you, wrong? Do you really feel like that you've done something wrong? Hurt somebody. I think that. If you, you intentionally hurt somebody or you hurt somebody without, like, say you didn't know how you were feeling and it hurt them through your actions. Yeah. I feel bad about that. I really hate that. Well, sure. I think that's normal interaction with people. And so just that's like what I feel like situations. wrong. Really? Right? You think that's wrong? You don't have you don't ever feel like some point in your life you did something that you kind of you regret and you almost feel like that was an evil action and I have no reason why I did it. I stole a knife once when I was like eighteen. I was at a party and this guy had this really nice spiderco knife. Put it in my pocket and it was then I bailed. So yeah, I hmm. felt really bad about that. That's weird. Oh, yeah, I felt like shit. I've, and then the knife got... I lost the knife. And I think like, that's the universe, man. You don't steal shit. It's going to be yours temporarily. And the universe is going to take it away from you. And so, fuck. You don't remember fuck like that. a situation when you were a little kid that you like... You just did something that was totally evil and wrong? No. And, wow. Man, Isn't I do. You? Oh, totally. It's okay. Like Let me the- turn the mics on the volume up. <laughs> now you're... Brennan, <clears throat> what did you do? I don't know. I mean, I... I feel like at some point in my life, like points being maybe even minutes of my life where I am, I, I'm, I just am overcome with like maliciousness. Really? Yeah. Like I, or you're a dick. Yeah. Or, or I just, I did something because I, I truly did not care and wanted to hurt whatever that thing was. Really? Yeah, I've been there. Whatever that thing was? Well, the, okay, saying it that way is even worse. Uh, no. So, so, and I was just talking to... Uh, what was... I'm about to tell you a story. Okay. I was just talking to someone about this recently, because I did like a pseudo, I just ran through the questions with him for the podcast and to see what the conversation was like. And we were talking about in this question, and my, my thing was, and it's something that I'm totally, totally, utterly ashamed of. Yeah. And talking about the story, I... And, you know, if she listens to this podcast, that would be absolutely amazing. Freeing, right? But, so I, I don't know, I was probably in third grade-ish. And this there was a girl in, in, everybody's got them in their elementary school class. And she was like, 
You're attracted to this girl. No, she's like the the kind of nasty, dirty girl that's poor and oh, has like the, bad family. And people make fun of her and stuff. Oh, yeah, I got that you. girl. The stunt kind of. Yeah, you know, and th- there's always one, and then they and and the thing that's interesting about that is like, then there's someone like from another class, and they kind of befriend each other usually. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a I think it's a common thing. Anyway, yeah. you know that situation with that that kid that was like looked down on and stuff. Um, so she was just like, she was walking home from school and I was walking home behind her because whatever. And I ran up and I jump kicked her in Why the Why aren't you back. recording this, man? I am recording this. Oh, you are? Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Really? Right in the back? Middle in the shoulders? back. Like she had no idea it was coming and I just ran up and kicked her into, in the back into the ground. How much did you weigh and how much did she weigh? Like, it doesn't matter. Third, like, did you, like, grade level kids. her? Oh, level third her. Grade, third grade. Third grade, little kids walking home. Fuck. And just because she was who she was, yeah. like, I, I believe that that was, like, a total evil act that I did. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, and... But you're not an evil person. No, but I, 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 I don't think that any people are evil people. I just think that but anyway, you know, I did that in my life, and I truly believe that that was wrong. It was 100% wrong. Mm. Um, and I've done other things that I'm not going to go into detail about. I think it's interesting that you don't remember, like, a situation like that. Yeah. I hear you on that one. I remember, like, I think I tripped a girl, and she broke her finger or something. And I feel like, shit. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I think it's the same thing on that one. It is. Yeah. Like, why did you trip her? So I don't even know. I like, why did I jump kick that girl in the back? Do you well, carry that question with you? I mean, because well, like, I mean, when I'm thinking about it right now, and I think it's just like more of a f- philosophical thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's about what, why is something happening in a society? Or what, what, you know, what has shaped? Does it hurt you? Like, to me, like, it's like, why would I do that to somebody? You know, when I think back, and it's like, you know. Chipper, you don't do it for, like, a particular intention of wanting somebody else to hurt. Is it general curiosity to see what happens when they trip? Or is it because it was that particular person you wanted to inflict pain upon them? Right. And and for me, it's without malice. In the the early days, it's without malice. Once you get a little older, maybe it can become malicious. But I think without malice. So, like, I remember doing it to my brother and I... Felt so bad. Oh yeah, sure. Spilled all in, his in evidence. A, in a big brother situation, I bet, I bet, it would be. Gosh, that's another thing I should ask my kids. Yeah. Like, you know, as they go through their life, just say like, "Do you remember when you did this? What do you think about that now that you're like a different person?" I don't think they're gonna really gonna have that conversation with you until you're a little bit like twenty two or twenty three. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll happen one of these days. Yeah. Ike, hey, I'm talking to you, Ike. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ike, you fucker, live. <laughs> um. Anyway, you too, Jen. Do you have an answer for? And besides the, just the tripping thing, or or is that kind of that's your ultimate wrongdoing right there? No, I think my wrongdoing was I don't know. the knife story. I mean that that's it's like you didn't do anything wrong until you were eighteen years old, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's when I had to pay rent. 
No, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, there's nothing... I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, wrong, wrong is wrong by judged by the, like, collective society, but going through life from 0 to 18, nobody told you what to do. Or how, I mean, you had parents to guide you. Yes, my parents, I think, did very well for me, and I love them very much. They had patches of roughness, and it helps create whatever the next line is down. Yeah. Did that your right. parents ever fight? A lot. Sounds like your mom is the boss. My, yeah, my mom is incredible. I don't know how to... I don't know if I want to talk about this on here. She's really sweet. She's like, yeah. the, the best advice I got was from her. It was going to Thailand. Don't yeah, that's, look down or don't look up. Make sure that you look down when you're walking my instead of looking ankle. around. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the ground, the sidewalks are so bad and stuff. Gotta love to say, hey, good Yes. Um, that's pretty cool too my dad is cool I'm not gonna I, I don't wanna talk about how my parents were they they were great did they, you go to Thailand to run away? part of it yes really? mm-hmm from? I don't know my life oh you got married young yeah yeah that Red Robin gal correct you um, know I we're say, not gonna talk about this on the podcast I'll say either. this though so a lot of um people that I know that are like your age got married at that age mm-hmm. and then like seven to eight years later it was not they are different people and they got divorced and a lot of them when I got originally married 21 years old you mean yeah yeah and then seven believe, years yeah I believe that 100% yeah yeah and it, but we're gonna talk you keep twisting the questions on me Derek <laughs> alright on to the next one <laughs> What, uh, and this, this actually is interesting because you were just talking about hierarchy. Cool. This question is, what is your opinion about the natural hierarchical order in reference to humanity? Well, uh, first I'll start with, it's like a three-point question. Natural oh, is a state of existence like that it depends on the existing situation in reference to humanity that's why i said hierarchical is like who's in charge right now Mm -hmm. b order is like what they write in books and everybody reads so it's like what is a natural hierarchical order it's not about what people write in books the order of something it's just the way that it like the cards are laid out i'm talking we're we're at the end of a of a empire um what do you mean? Politics have ceased to function. Planet, begin eh, to fight for themselves. Um, economy, money's not, not going to be currency anymore. That kind of deal. Within twenty to thirty years, I believe. I'm not. I might not make it twenty thirty. This is exactly why I have this question. This is, keep going. I I appreciate yeah. your answer very much. So hierarchical. How far can you walk order. in five days? Yeah, I don't know. What? Do you could walk to Seattle? Do you think you walk to Montana? I could walk to Seattle easily in five days. If you had to, yeah. So that, if you had, could you carry all your shit with you? I don't know. I mean, that might slow the pace, but... It, it will slow the pace. <laughs> so, so stuff like that. I'm not talking I don't about know the why. apocalypse, Derek. <laughs> No, but it's not even, it's not the apocalypse. The apocalypse is like the earth was scorched. So there's a book by Neil Stevenson. This guy was, the starts out, he's looking at his, the moon through a telescope, 
and he sees a little through the moon. He's like, and a, and some supersonic meteorite went through the. We can't say supersonic because it's not in the air, but some hypervelocity meteorite went through the moon, and uh, he caught it. And, and they're like, "Oh shit!" So the moon breaks up. Bigger, bigger, smaller, smaller, smaller pieces turns into ash and firebombs the planet. Kills every, and they know that two years ahead of time. So, yeah, Neil Stevenson's the man. So, <laughs> so then they go, they go, okay, well, let's start building ships. We know this, like, they start building like little like pods, right? To get out there and like they do that. Um, and then that shabs the earth, so the pods out. Do that, and then there's like a mutiny on the pods. So, pl- Earth was destroyed. It was fire burned because of the dust of the moon surrounding it and clogging the atmosphere. Jeez. Right. So the humanity in the two years that they knew it was going to happen made that effort of a two-year effort. Where did this meteor come from? It wasn't even... Nobody knows. That's the thing. It went tink, tink. Yeah. Okay. You gonna pull that shit? I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm thinking about the infinitesimal possibility of Way this. more nuts. Okay. So they finally... Everybody, they're like, oh, fuck, they get their rudimentary outer atmosphere social network together. Because they're kind of living... They're watching the earth burn, Whatever. But they started factioning, you know, and like kind of mutinying, mm-hmm. you know. And there's like, who's boss? Natural hierarchical order. Absolutely, nature running its course, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they get down to the part where like seven women are fighting. <laughs> they all fucking decide to make peace. And they go, okay. And the fighting was, can you? genetically alter your children. And they're all different ideas about how they want to do it. One wanted math, one wanted science, one wanted art, you know, that kind of deal. So they're like, they, they're like, okay, fine. Well, let's all do that. I'll pick ours, you know, and then boom. The ring survives. 7,000, so the book goes 7,000 years later or something like that, or 700 years later. And now there's populations of and it's called the Seven Eves. You know, like Adam and Eve, Seven Eves. Sure. Yeah. And there's populations of all that. And they finally start going back to Earth after it's, it's 7,000 years. Hmm. Yeah, that was all recorded. Shit. That was all recorded. <laughs> that just, I think everybody knows that you're a nerd already. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. Ask me a question. I'll shut up for a second. Sorry about that. No, this is like, this is the end. Oh, really? Yeah. It's over? Um, well, because the last question is about hierarchical... Hier- hi- what? Hierarchical? hierarchical order. Hierarchical order? Hi- yes, the odor. Um, and I think you... What, that story was your answer? <laughs> or? <laughs> I don't know, man. What do you think? Like, come on, man. So, like, hierarchical order, like, establishing, like, a defined... Respect the United States definitely has like a hierarchical order mm-hmm. of people, right? How so? No, how so? Um, 
Dude, I, w- I would argue this. The United so States does not because it's not a defined place. Medicine has doctors, nurses, blah, 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 blah. That's a defined hierarchical. Military, you know, Captain Planet, whatever. Captain Planet. But society <laughs> does Planet. not have because there is no defined hierarchical order out there. Then why do we think that the men are in the position of authority? It's perceived, yeah, right? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, why, why is it in the United... And I, I believe this in the United States that it's white men that are the authority. Because <laughs> that's the ones that destroyed... They, they fucking conquered the whole U.S. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I think. That's why. Is that like... Is this natural hierarchical order for humanity? Okay, let's look at it like this. So... How long has the U.S. been a country? 200 years? How long has... Officially on paper, sure. British been in Africa? 100 years? How long has... You know, how how have these barriers Mm -hmm. or these cultural, um, you know, boundaries flowed, you know? It's always going to be fluid. It's never established. And once the... Even in the geography of it, they can still change the hearts and minds. Uh, fucking hearts and minds. Fuck you, George Bush. Hearts and minds of people. And, you know, in flux. So, this planet will never be... We're the third planet from the sun, which is the turmoil planet, I believe. Whoa. Never heard that? The third, no. Like the third level of consciousness? Mm-mm. Three dimensions, four dimensions? No, I have not. Really? Yeah. yeah. Four dimensions. All right. That was an interesting answer. <laughs> the way that we're wrapping this up is, what is your theme song? That wall song from Kings of Leon, man, been riding me like a... That's your theme song? Oh, you're a ghost right now, yeah. Sing a couple lines. When the walls come down. When the walls come down. When the walls coming down. Eastern girl, or western girl with the eastern eyes. Yeah, it's pretty basic, but the video's more of a... Is it basic? When the walls come down with the western... The way he west, sings is not basic. Western thought with the eastern eyes? What is it? Western girl with the eastern eyes. Western girl with the eastern girl. Eyes. Girl with the eastern eyes. You mocking me right now? No, I'm not mocking you. I was trying to think. Like you're mocking me. Not mocking. All right.